Hello and good day. Hey, welcome to the Super Good Camping Podcast. My name is Pamela. I'm Tim. And we are from supergoodcamping.com. We are here because we are on a mission to inspire other families to enjoy camping adventures such as we have with our kids. Our guest today was the first of our non-YouTube celebrities feature. He's an amazing landscape photographer, loves to solo canoe in the backcountry, and ride fat tire bikes in the winter. Please welcome back Ron Bro, aka or alias or what should we call him? Well, alias is close to aliens. So. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, AK Swifty Paddler. Yay. That works well. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you coming back. Much. Thanks for coming back. Hey, just wanted to let you know that we had some very good feedback on the uh, first episode that we did with you. Uh, somebody was like, yeah, it's so great to see him get some some of the highlight that he deserves because his photos are so amazing. Oh, that, that was nice. Yeah. 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 It's cool. We, I, we, I, we like feedback, period, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially you, you two obviously put so much work into this, um, you know, the preparation, the research and you know, going through it at the end of a presumably a working day. Um, so uh, hats off to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. So the previous episode, I think the very ending of it was, was you mentioning an epic trip you took with the whole family and, and, and you toured a whole bunch of the United States uh, from, from up here, like Ottawa. I've seen pictures of it now. Oh my goodness. The hot, the wicked, wicked stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was it was uh, an incredible trip. Just looking back through some of the photos, just to give you a, a taste of it. I mean, I had I had a lot of photos, so it was difficult to choose a small number, but brought back so many memories. It was a phenomenal family trip. So hopefully, yeah, cool. I can give you a sense of it and inspire some other people to to head out and explore. So it was a little bit daunting in what we had in mind, but boy, it worked out so well. Okay, there that perfect. How did you, what, what made you go, Hey, this would be a cool trip. And then, okay. and then tell us what's behind. There must've been just monumental planning. It, it, it wasn't just like, Ooh, just draw a line along the map and away we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, my wife and I are actually fairly um, spontaneous, but this did require a certain amount of, of preparation for sure. It was actually two years before we left that we had the idea that it was something that we wanted to do. And uh, I needed to work with with my boss to um, work it out to to come up with the plan because ultimately um, I needed to have two months off, <laughs> which uh, an easy task um, is a fairly substantial amount of time. So I actually banked vacation from a couple of years and the year that we went to make it all work out. And uh, I remember the first conversation I had with my boss. He was somewhat incredulous. And he didn't commit yes or no. So three or four times I'd go back into his office and we'd have that discussion until he uh, he gave me the green light that we could do it. So it was a big celebration. <laughs> so what we ended up doing ultimately is um, taking off from Ontario. Uh, we live in Ottawa. We drove from Ottawa up towards Sault Ste. Marie. Actually, our first night camping, only we only spent a couple of nights in Ontario, was in Chutes. Uh, provincial park which i've been back to several times we went from there we crossed into michigan and um we 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 went through a barrage of states so i'll just read quickly here some of the some of the ground that we covered and then we could take it more uh one after the other so from shoots we went to pitchard rocks uh national lakeshore in michigan uh then we went to hayward wisconsin 
Desmet, South Dakota, uh, Badlands National Park in South Dakota, just amazing. Uh, Rapid City, South Dakota, where Mount Rushmore is located. Uh, Devil's Tower National Monument in Wyoming. And being a science fiction fan, uh, that was a memorable moment for me. Uh, Billings, Montana, Yellowstone National Park, which is the world's first national park. A lot of interesting stuff there. Uh, I can almost have a whole podcast just about that. Missoula, Montana, Seattle, Washington, Long Beach, Washington, Nehalem State Park in Oregon. Uh, the coast of Oregon is absolutely spectacular. Uh, Redwood, California, Petaluma, California, which is just uh, across the bay from San Francisco. Um, so we did day trip into San Francisco from there. And we started heading back. Um, Reno, Nevada, Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, Green River, Montana, Omaha, Nebraska, uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, we got there just after a tornado. That worked out just well. Centerville, Indiana, uh, Sarnia, Ontario, Oshawa, and then home. So all of that took two months. I, I don't remember exactly, but um, something in my brain tells me it was about 7,900 kilometers total that we did. Did you start so, driving or did, did you drive the entire time, Ron? Uh, I, probably. I'm kind of a drive-aholic. I love to drive. <laughs> but we had, you know, two young kids with us and we needed to stop often. Um, we, we did some long stretches, but never, never anything crazy because, um, you know, there were places that we wanted to stop along the way. There were so many interesting things to see. And I was hauling a tent trailer, I should mention. So um, we had a, a Coleman Fairview tent trailer, which is one of the largest tent trailers. That I was going to say, when I saw that picture, it looked it looked big, like that both of the bunks were quite quite large. And then it had a, a, a pop-out on the side as well. That's right. Yeah. Pocket, pocket kitchen, two queens on the side. And we were pulling it with a Windstar minivan. And there's a bit of a story there. It, uh, it was interesting how quickly you can adjust to having a small space. Um, I remember one of the first things we found when we got back home after spending, of course, two months um, like that, although we did spend a couple of nights in hotels to do laundry and to live like normal people. But we were just shocked at how much room we had at home and how much really is wasted in a way, you know, um, because we were comfortable um, in the trailer. We spent a lot of time uh, outside, of course, doing things. So uh that's that. That's the uh, the forty thousand foot level. I've taken some some notes on just some of the more interesting things that happened along the way. But if you know, I, I don't want to just be rambling along here. If you have any no, questions, no. Uh, I, you said there was a bit of a story about the Windstar. I think about the yeah yeah. Um, so when we got to South Dakota, um, Rapid City, which is where um, Mount Rushmore is, uh, you know, famous famous. Um, work with all of the presidents. We were um, heading into town to pick up some groceries, went down this small little hill and at the bottom of the hill is a stop sign. So I stopped and then, you know, looked both ways, pressed on the gas to continue and nothing happened. The engine was still going. Everything was working except the transmission was not. So what happened is ultimately the transmission died right there. Luckily, we had already dropped the tent trailer at a campground and we were just out going to get groceries, but um, I had to call a tow truck and they had to take away our minivan 
And when you're on a vacation and, you know, you have no idea how long it's going to take to get a transmission fixed, um, they called me up and said, basically, you need a completely new transmission. So um, I explained to them our situation and they promised to, you know, do it as fast as they could. They said it would be probably about three to four days. So I, I rented a car. Um, we were able to kind of tour around the area and see some more, um, more than we had planned. Then I, on the day that it was supposed to be ready, I, I went into the shop and I saw the minivan, you know, lifted up on the hoist with pieces everywhere, like just pieces everywhere. And I had this sinking feeling at that point. It's like, oh, no, it's it's never going to be ready. And the, the man said to me, you know, it, it's not as bad as it looks. We're just waiting for one more part and it'll be ready tomorrow. But he said, where have you been? It is so rusted. Do you like drive in a lake? I said, well, I'm from Canada. <laughs> I said, I'm not feeling that's just normal. So we ended up getting that transmission put back together, got it after the four days and what was on my mind, especially is where we were going from there was slowly up, up, up um, into the Rockies, or I shouldn't say the Rockies. Is it technically the Rockies there? Um, but we had to we had to cross over the continental divide. So pulling the tent trailer up those hills, all I would be thinking about was all of the pieces of transmission I saw all over the place. Did it get put back together correctly? <laughs> like, you know, was this going to hold? And it did. But that was that was a bit of a um, shock, something we didn't expect. Another funny thing that one of my daughters reminded me of, maybe part of it not so funny, backing up a bit, one of my daughters got a bug, some sort of stomach bug. Um, so we had to stop for bathrooms fairly often while we were working through this. When we were in Yellowstone, there are all sorts of animals to see in Yellowstone, especially bison. You see the bison walking beside the road, you have to stop. There's wolves, grizzly bears. So it's very common as you're driving through Yellowstone to stop, see people stopped. Um, you pull over to wonder what it is um, to check it out. So we were out one day driving around and my daughter had to go to the bathroom suddenly. So I waited. I found a spot that was reasonable, pulled off to the side. She gets out. Another car behind us sees us pulling over. They pull over. What are they looking at? What did you guys and then see? another car comes along and pulls over. <laughs> My daughter's freaking out. Oh, <laughs> so some, some, some things like that um, become like a legend in the family <laughs> of, of events that occurred. Um, the time when all the people pulled over to watch you? <laughs> exactly. Um, camping in, in Yellowstone was just phenomenal, too. There, there are things that even as Canadians, you've heard about for, you know, your, your most of your life, probably like Old Faithful, um, the geyser, learning about how essentially the entire park in that region is sitting on what they call a caldera. So it's a super volcano. And they, they believe that the last time that it went off, it covered like the prairies in four feet of ash all the way out towards New York State. And they think it's slowly heading towards another um, event at some point in the future. So that could be a, a uh, terrible thing to happen um, to our civilization. And as you're walking around and learning about this, you think, oh, shouldn't we be here? Yep. <laughs> That's why you see all the water bubbling all the time. You see these hot pools. Pretty cool. And I think when I had sent you some of the pictures, Tim, you saw the canyon they call the Grand Canyon of Yellowstone. 
Right. Um, yeah, yeah. This river, the Yellowstone River running through it, unbelievable colors and a huge waterfall at one end. And you just stand there and you almost can't take it in. The, the color is just so spectacular. Um, I, yeah. I looked at that picture. I I, sw- I was I I thought at first, oh, he's he's put a painting in here. Oh, he's got another talent, really. Like holy. And then I then I saw a little sort of smudge in the corner, and I, I assume it's like steam vapor or something. And I went, yes, okay, they wouldn't have painted that in. That's that's for real. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. It's almost like the real Grand Canyon. If you've been there, when you look at it, your eyes almost can't take it in. Um, it's just it's just so huge, and the colors are so unique. Um, so that was that was uh, uh, quite an amazing event. Yeah, I was um, telling Tim that I've been to Yellowstone once, but uh, it was in a car with a one and a half year old, and there was a lineup like miles long to get in, and we were just like, ouch. "Yeah, I don't think we're in this air for all that time." Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we we ended up staying at a number of KOAs um, along the way. Um, it's not the sort of campground typically that I, I like to stay at the most, but they became popular because they had Wi-Fi. Um, they had uh, typically a pool and laundry facilities. So we we stayed at a lot of different KOAs. Some of them were absolutely beautiful. Others had a different side of the kind of spectrum. Um, one outside of Seattle that we stayed at, we joke if you've ever seen the movie planes trains and automobiles that's that's what we call that campground you were like you could could reach out and touch the people on either side of you there was a train yard that was behind it there was a highway in front of it and it was near an airport so there's always something going on we we stayed there to just like sleep and then left as quickly as possible (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't sound like a fun one. Not very relaxing. No, no. But um, there there are some just incredible ones along the way, like in Wyoming. We stayed at some state parks. Um, Nehalem Bay um, in Oregon was just phenomenal on the beach. And in Oregon, they have these sea stacks, which are these geological formations out in the surf. Um, I'm sure you would recognize them when you you see them because they show up in a lot of different movies and whatnot. And just... Just very beautiful. Interesting, out, out, um, that part of the country, they they have people that bring their horses camping. So they'll have campsites um, that are set up for horses. And you see horses on the beach sometimes. So little things like that that can be, you know, you think you've done it all. It's a little and, bit different. And no. I, yeah. I, somebody, I couldn't tell you whose show we were watching, probably, probably Cool Quest or something they were talking about uh, shared trails. It was like shared with what? With horses. And we hate using those trails. What? Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's funny here. They don't let dogs on the beach, but that, but they'll let horses on horses the beach. Horses on the tra- Whatever. Yep. Yeah. Well, luckily um, they were in a different section. So that, that made it, uh, that made it all right. Less, when less we're looking in, at your feet while you're going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would, uh, give a completely different smell to the adventure, I'm sure. Yep. (laughs) Um, When we're in um, Rapid City, South Dakota, as we had some more time to go exploring than we had planned, in addition to Mount Rushmore, we saw the Crazy Horse Memorial being built. And I don't know if you've heard about that, but um, Crazy Horse was a Native American um, warrior, and they are building what's going to be the second largest statue in the world next to one in India. Uh, they started it in 
1948, I believe. Um, it's still got a long ways to go, but it's it's going to be huge. So it's interesting to see that, you know, especially kind of juxtaposed against um, uh, Mount Rushmore and looking at that. And, and the whole concept, like, especially with Mount Rushmore, it's it's something that you see in so many movies, you see in cartoons as kids growing up, it's been around forever. But when you actually stand there and look up at it, so many things strike you that the sense of the vision for someone to be able to do that, to create such realistic, you know, portraits essentially in stone of people um, is the one thing. But in the other, this is a natural environment that is permanently changed by doing that. You know, if, if it's something that's not repeated in a lot of places and, you know, that's one thing, but it's, it's kind of, it, it, gets different emotions, I, I, I think, you know, uh, as you look at it and you get a sense, you see all the debris and everything from it. So if nothing else, it, it inspires some interesting conversations, just seeing some of these places too, and getting a sense of them yourself. Especially when you're passionate about trying to preserve the natural environment for yeah for the natural inhabitants of that environment. Yeah. And, and, you know, Yellowstone, something completely the other end of the spectrum where it's very wild animals roaming all over the place. One of the things that actually made it quite challenging camping with a tent trailer in Yellowstone are the grizzly bears. Uh, they are grizzly bears all over. And there was a grizzly bear in our site the night before we we camped there. And the, um, the rules were such that if you're in a tent trailer, you have to take anything else, anything out of the trailer that has touched food or water. You know how much food we had stored in that tent trailer for I'm our trip? Sure. <clears throat> and the stove wow. itself inside, um, you can take the stove out and, and cook with it outside. But typically these things, you don't take everything. You don't take all of your food out, all of your cutlery out, all of your glassware, your stove, everything. Every night we had to do that. Um, in, in, uh, in our in our um, bin, they have these big metal bins um, in the campgrounds. So that was, you know, uh, I, I definitely understand why. When you look and you see the size of grizzly bears, you you wouldn't want one, you know, coming knocking on your canvas tent. Get, yeah, um, get, getting it is, would suck. So yes, definitely. But it, it's also hard. It makes it hard to to camp there with a regular trailer. But it's it's so natural. Um, everything that you see there is is very natural. Um, they haven't really made any kind of drastic changes like that. And in some cases, they've even reintroduced animals. Um, so the it's wolves, like right? wolves. Yes, absolutely. And um, I don't know about the bison, but I wouldn't be surprised if they they had brought in bison over time as well. Especially after almost you know wiping them out in the last century or the century before 1800s, 1900s. Yeah, it's so, so amazing to see one of these things that's practically the size of your car just driving by and looking at you. <laughs> so that was fun. Yep. Nope. Nope. nope when you hear me. stories of people on Instagram trying to pet them and take a selfie while they're petting that and we, pay the price for that kind of behavior. We saw that all over the place. When you would stop, um, you would see people, unfortunately, they were typically of the male variety get out of the car and get fairly close to try and take pictures because they look fairly docile um, until you invade their space. And, um, you know, in visitor center, they show you videos of people where it doesn't work out so well for them getting gored, trampled. 
we would occasionally see bulls fighting with each other, I guess, to establish dominance. And uh, it's an impressive sight. And you would not want to be, you know, trying to take that kind of risk just for a photograph. That's what long lenses are for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The horns aren't, aren't decoration. Uh, I, I, I managed to, to get into the, into Yellowstone for, uh, it was in the winter. We were skiing at, uh, oh, in the winter. Jackson nice. Hole. Yeah. It, you know what? It, a very mixed feelings. It was, it was very cool. Frozen, frozen, uh, waterfalls and, you know, old faithful and, and, and seeing bison and all that sort of, and the, the wicked, super cool tracked vehicles and stuff. And, four by four vans but not with not with tires on with like these triangular tracks yes yeah i've seen one of those in algonquin actually very cool uh uh, sucking up all that snowmobile exhaust was terrible Mm. i i stinked like it for days afterwards my lungs hurt it was it was it was a it's like oh we're polluting the crap out of it getting to see nature i'm not so sure about that it's but but we saw one of one of those tracked vehicles a whole back corner was crumpled in and apparently they somebody had pissed off a bison and it oh, boomied oh, oh. and it and you I looked at it and went yeah <laughs> yeah that would that would make you just a squashed bit of business like like holy crap so that would be the end of your vacation I think at so, the very least I think so <laughs> for anybody thinking about doing these these sorts of trips with your family there were some things that we we did that really helped a lot um, podcasts are popular now at the time because we we went more than um, more than ten years ago it was really books on tape. Um, there were a lot of books on tape that our kids loved to listen to, and once you get that going, something that's kind of spurring the imagination and you're you're hooked in with it uh, that that makes the the miles pass quite easily. So that was something we did a lot. <laughs> My wife got this one game. What was it called again? You you basically you you ask someone for different words. And all these words sort of at random, and then you end up reading a story where the word that you, a person gave is superimposed into the story. Mad Libs, I think it's Mad, mad Libs. Yeah. That's it, exactly. Um, so some of those were just very, very funny. Yeah. Um, you know, depending upon what word you had given the person reading the story, you know, you, you could have you could have a lot of fun doing that and, and spend hours. Stopping often, you know, bathroom breaks and food uh, was always good. We went to so many museums. Um, my wife uh, especially likes the different museums and those that allow kids to participate and play. So when we were in, I think it was um, uh, Missoula, Missoula and also in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, Lincoln. I think it was Lincoln. Anyway, they, they had the type of kids museum that have clothes that you go and dress up in and step into a scene. Um, and then, you know, so we have pictures of the girls all dressed up playing out like Little House on the Prairie in places or being part of Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln's family. A um, cool. lot of fun, a lot of things like that to do. Nice. So it sounds like the two of you have done some form of um, kind of road tripping. Nope. nope. <laughs> no, I was just asking uh, Tim earlier, is this going to have to be a bucket list thing now? <laughs> we, yeah, we've never done anything. For me, my tripping that's not been, you know, sort of backcountry, but certainly here in Ontario, I used to ski a lot, a lot. So that was my, that was my Zen in, in yeah. the olden days. And we did, I did a lot. I've skied all through BC, some, some spots in, in uh, the U.S., 
Oh, most of Quebec. I've been over to France, Italy. You know, that was that's that's my version. Nice skiing locations, that's for sure. Not not bad. I have I have no complaints. <laughs> I, I I I'm glad I got it in while I could do it. I, I and even there, I didn't do. I wasn't really big on doing front country. I tended to be jump over the ropes at the back, look both ways for the uh, the s- snow patrol, and and just bugger bugger out with my dad. My dad and I are. Oh, he, my son and I are do the backcountry canoeing and my dad and I were the backcountry skiing. Oh, good. So, yeah. Nice to have that kind of connection. Yes, very much so. Well, we tend to be sort of family. We do, we, it's a, it's a sort of a family thing for us. So I've done some about. traveling through the Southwest uh, US. So certainly Grand Canyon and, and arches. Did you, did you guys go to arches? Uh, on a previous West? trip? Um, yeah. I think Utah is one of my favorite States. Um, you know, been to, been to Zion many times, Arches, Canyonlands. Moab um, was one of my favorite places. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's the one with all of the hoodoos. Um, what's that called? It's uh, it's a sort of a day park. It's not the sort of park that you would go into and camp, but you walk around. Um, you get all these beautiful colored um, hoodoos that are there. Um, but anyway, it's just amazing in Utah. So much of the geology apparently used to be like underwater and it's all compressed sand that's been raised like 4,000 feet and you get these strange like almost visions of Mars on the moon or not um, visions of Mars and the colors that you see there and the rovers going around if they wanted to test it out going to Utah was the next best place so cool yeah I could see that Um, Other places on my trip briefly that were quite interesting, um, talking Utah, going through the um, Salt Lake City area, seeing the, you know, the the whole, um, the Vatican um, equivalent for the Mormon faith um, is located there. So some pretty impressive buildings. There's this, I think, is it the Bonneville Salt Flats? Um, I sent you the picture. It looks like snow on the ground for miles and miles and miles, and it's just salt. Um, from an evaporated lake, and they race cars across that. Um, so it was pretty cool to stop there and pick up these pieces of of salt, and you know, just think it's just laying there out um, out in the sun year after year. That's where and they from do. What the, uh... I understand um, Salt Lake City itself, the water level has been going down in the Great Salt Lake um, for many years, and I think just recently they actually had. Um, the first increase in the water level because they were worried it was on its way to dying, becoming one of those other salt flat like places. So uh, the world is changing all the time. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, what's the? Is it Lake Mead? They're they're it's just sink 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 yeah. sink, sink sink sink, and they're they're finding oh, yeah. boats from fifty years ago that they didn't even know were sitting in there, you know, fifty gallon drums and 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 bodies. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard they they found a lot of those. Kind of reminds me as we were driving back, um, we went through parts of Nevada, including Reno, Nevada. It was the first time that we had been in Nevada and every single establishment that you stopped at had some form of gaming. Typically they were slot machines and, you know, the noisy winning things all over. So wherever you went, there was some of that. I think one of the pictures I sent you is a famous sort of cowboy standing there. Yep. Um, big neon cowboy. It was interesting to see that. We camped in the desert there. Um, one of the uh, the KOAs was actually just like a gravel parking lot. 
it wasn't a parking lot, but it was like that because that's that's all. There's no grass. There's nothing out there. Not the sort of place you'd typically go to camp, but um, it was a good place to stay passing through. Yeah, I, I don't think I could. I don't think I could handle all that noise all the time. Just oh no, just no. screaming for your attention. It's like no, 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 uh, run away. <laughs> yeah, well, we uh, we certainly get enough of that uh, advertised in sports these days. Every sports channel I turn on, there's something about some form of. Uh, you know, supported gaming. So um, those are kind of some of the, the big highlights from the trip. There were other things going to, uh, you know, U.S. Air Force Museum, seeing some incredible technology there um, was interesting. Um, going to the uh, Little House on the Prairie, the actual location of it. It's getting a little bit dated now, but my kids grew up being in love with that. So that was interesting. And just a different geography all over from the plains uh, is so flat and crossing, seeing the Mississippi, the great Mississippi. And always, I think the best part about a road trip is you never exactly know what to expect. You have, you know, points on a map, but it's all the little things you find along the way, the experiences that you are sharing together. Um, my kids are now approaching their thirties and they talk about the trip still, you know, it comes up in conversation every once in a while. It was one of the best trips, I think, for everyone in the family. So definitely worth putting the effort into to planning something like that. Hard, hard to make it happen, but if you can, it'd be great. And I, I'd like to do another one with my wife. I'm trying to get her up to uh, heading up to Yukon, Northwest Territories at some point. But she's less enthusiastic about going further north, so... My we'll parents see. did that trip at one point with a trailer and yeah, drove up through. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. There's so much of Canada to see. I've, I've visited most of it, um, but I would say generally on business. So unfortunately, I never got to see it in the depth that I would like and not the places that I would really like. So one day. Yeah. Well, I'm glad the the kids had a, had a good takeaway too. That was one of my my sort of thoughts was, you know, how much of it did they actually suck in, right? Um, yeah. If you don't mind my asking, when so when you're planning, you know, you've, you're going from here to here to here to here. What was what was that resource? Did you use the internet? Did you use a massive Rand McAnally uh, atlas? Wrote like yes, road? yeah. It was it was that big road atlas. Actually, um, we kind of had generally places that we wanted to go. So, you know, um, Mount Rushmore, Yellowstone. Seattle, um, et cetera. So big ones. And then we would um, look what's along the way. And um, as you travel, you might get a sense that, oh, there's something up over there that we learned about at that last stop where we picked up some brochures. Let's go up there. As long as you have the general idea of where you're going, there's lots of opportunity to improvise. But those those maps were especially helpful. In fact, I saved one of them that was the sort of big overview of the U.S. I looked for it, but I haven't been able to find it yet. Because I made a, 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 I highlighted everywhere we traveled. Oh, cool! Um, yeah, that's awesome. All right, that, I, that I think that's it. That's what I wanted to do. A story. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted. I thought it would be great to have an episode to just have like a big, big story, a big trip, something different from what we tend to do here. So I, that's that was exactly it. I, I was talking to my wife about this at supper time, actually, and. Um, you know, was, I was showing her your website, um, YouTube channel, and she, yeah, I was I was commenting. This is probably nothing like what people think of me today in terms of the trips that I'm doing. But she said, 
Well, they they are trying to encourage families to travel and to go camping, and that's exactly what this is. I said, oh, you're right. So maybe this will be this will work out. Yeah. Well, I as we if if you follow us at all, I have a real tendency to to veer off to what you love to do because that's what I love to do, and and I sometimes I have to stop and go. Okay, but that's not that's not just families and stuff like that's the stuff that I like to do. We need to pull back a little bit and try to broaden it out, make it be, make it be more accessible, make it be, I don't know what the right term is, like to like a sexy trip like that, where you're where you're seeing old faithful, where you're 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 seeing the the cowboy, the neon cowboy, you know, stuff like that. Um yeah. Yeah, it's all it's all about making memories as far as we're concerned, anyway. So however you do that, whether it's back country or front country or yeah, it's 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 the memories for sure. And you know, there's a, a certain window in a family's life where the kids are particularly receptive to that before they get pulled into different directions. And uh it's, it's good to be aware of that and to potentially leverage that time if you're able to. Absolutely. Obviously, not everybody is able to, but um it's it's quite a, a joy to be able to pull it off. You bet, you bet. And watching the I mean I, I most of my stuff is digitized so we have a smart screen in the kitchen and it it pulls up memories and i get to see them when they were small and in pajamas and toasting marshmallows and there you go right there yeah. you go. excellent that's it for us for today thank you so much to ron bro aka swifty paddler for coming back um please do check him out he is on facebook as swifty paddler photo and he's on instagram as at swifty paddler and so we so appreciate him coming back and spending some time with us again. We'll talk to you again soon. We are from supergoodcamping.com and I am Pamela. I'm still Tim. And we would love to talk to you again soon. Please do reach out to us. We are on all the social media and you can email us at hi at supergoodcamping.com. That's H-I at supergoodcamping.com. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.